ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Well, yesterday's announcement ends months of uncertainty for South Australia's shipbuilding base and its workers. The South Australian Premier, Peter Melanouskas, has welcomed the additional money earmarked for the new vessels and he joins the program now. Premier, welcome back to the program. Good morning, Patricia. The shipbuilding workforce in South Australia is going to have to double to meet the requirements of this plan. Where is the workforce going to come from? Well, frankly, Patricia, now this is the big challenge. Uh, where the, before there was a degree of uncertainty around where the work is going to come from, now the challenge is to make sure not where the, that the work is coming, but finding the people to do the work. And that is going to have to require a sustained effort. Uh, you know, we're at full employment in South Australia at the moment, and uh, we are looking to particularly future generations of the workforce to commit themselves to this national endeavour in the knowledge that they now can commit to it with it being a job for life. So uh, we've got a range of programs as a state government, uh, right? everything from what we're doing in technical colleges to uh, amalgamating universities in the biggest way we've seen ever before, uh, to actually try and make sure that the, the institutional uh, influences on getting the right outcome are there. Will you look at tax incentives to lure the best and brightest from around the world to South Australia? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think the, the the options available to state governments in terms of those types of incentives uh, are few and far between, just by the nature of our federation and the taxes that we control. But the ones that we do have a degree of influence on, we, we want to use as a positive lever. And I think the most powerful one state governments have got is stamp duty. We've abolished stamp duty in South Australia and a most recent sta- um, state budget for eligible new home builders uh, just to get more stock into the system. We need a lot more housing in our state to accommodate the workers that we know that we require. Okay, so obviously housing is a huge part of the story. Uh, you say the future workforce, and obviously that's trying to get young people interested in doing this work. How about migrants? Are you going to need more migrants to do this work? Look, we, we, need, more, we need more skilled migrants in our state, full stop. Um, if nothing else, they will release pressure on existing industries uh, for people to be able to graduate into the naval shipbuilding enterprise. Um, migrants do bring with them themselves some challenges in respect to being able to work on uh, some of these projects in terms of security requirements, particularly the, the, the workforce that will work on uh, building the SS in AUKUS. Um, they will have to be predominantly Australian citizens to meet the, the, the security arrangements. So, But that doesn't ne- neglect the fact that we still do need skilled migrants to release people out of existing industries into the new ones. So... Is an important part of the equation and something we continue to lobby the Commonwealth on. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. The Commonwealth does have a new migration plan. Have you uh, put to Claire O'Neill, the minister responsible, these concerns, trying to um, make some additional changes to ensure that South Australia gets the workforce it needs? Yes, we made a formal submission to the Commonwealth and to Minister O'Neill uh, as they have been contemplating their changes to the migration regime in Australia. Simply put, we are, we call on the Commonwealth to increase the number of skilled migrants that are being sent South Australia's way. And when we see a curtailment of that program, it actually disproportionately affects our state because we know that the default setting for most skilled migrants coming to our country is to go to Sydney and Melbourne. We actually need uh, a set of policies that allow people to see the full suite of options that are available to them. And here in South Australia, we've got more opportunity than we've really had at any other point 
um, since the the Playford era, and that's something that the state's very excited about. But it but it brings with the challenges, and we can do what we can in housing and infrastructure. But ultimately, we do need the Commonwealth doing their bit in setting skilled migrants our state's way. Mm. You lobbied really heavily personally to keep the Hunter Frigate program in existence in mm. South Australia, but some critics think it should have been scrapped altogether given the issues mm. with the program. Do you owe it to the country to make sure this stays on track now given the complex issues with it? I think everybody has to accept a degree of responsibility and the state government should not be immune from that, Yes. We have a response. We're in charge of what we can do in preschools, primary schools, high schools, um, vocational education and training through our TAFE system. Um, and we've also got a hand on the lever in terms of universities. So, yes, uh, we have to accept our responsibility in making sure we're using those educational institutions to develop the workforce with the skills that are required. And it's not just the pipe fitters, the welders, the gas fitters, the electricians. Um, what we're also talking about is experts in logistics, a whole a whole massive white collar workforce that has to be you know educated to a high degree around STEM. Uh, we have to accept our responsibility in in this. Now, in respect to our advocacy around the Hunter program, beyond no misapprehension, Patricia, our advocacy was not did not find its heart in trying to get an economic outcome for South Australia. Like I said, we're already at full employment. Our advocacy is about what we assess was in the national interest. And if you start from a position that the country should have a sovereign shipbuilding capacity to build the machines of war that keep our country safe, if you start from that position and you work your way back, I didn't see any choice um, that the Commonwealth had before them um, apart from persisting with the Hunter program, which... Many experts, not all experts, I acknowledge, but many experts do acknowledge has come a long way Mm. and has the capacity to be a program that the Navy requires. Three of the nine Hunter frigates that are supposed to be built in South Australia have been scrapped. So there's another way of seeing this too. In fact, the state opposition Mm. has made that point that, in fact, Mm. there will be an impact on jobs in the short term. Can you confirm that? What will the impact on jobs jobs be in the short term? Well, the impact on jobs in the short term as a result of the decisions made by the federal government announced yesterday will be that we have to double the workforce. That's the impact on jobs. We have to double the workforce. And in fact, Patricia, we've got to do it in the next two and a half years. So this isn't doubling the workforce on surface shipbuilding out of the never-never. This has to happen in the immediate future. It has to start gearing up before our next state election uh, two years away. So, So the rubble will hit the road and people will be able to see it in real terms. The decision that the Commonwealth has made is this, and and this has been, I think, mischaracterised by opponents of the plan or people who have responsibility to oppose everything, like like the opposition, for instance. (laughs) The the, the Commonwealth has announced a continuous shipbuild. So it's not about six ships, not about nine. It's about forevermore. And I think it makes sense that given that a 600-class ship will come out of the, the yard, be commissioned in the Navy in the early 2040s, you know, we're talking about a long way away, it makes sense that the Navy has a degree of flexibility to contemplate, well, is that the platform that they're going to most need in an ever-changing uh, strategic environment in the mid-2040s? And as it currently sits, the, the Navy has turned its mind to the fact that they will need to replace the air warfare destroyers, the Hobart class. Mm. So it makes sense that they don't just lock themselves into one platform, but also keep their capacity to do others. 
So it's not, it's, it might be six anti-submarine warfare variants um, of a tier one ship, followed by a, a warfare destroyer cap capacity, which um, if the Navy assesses is in their strategic interests, then we've got an obligation just to get on and build it. Premier, I just want to change the topic. It is very adjacent to what we were talking about, though, which is migrants and, and housing and the issues that you've raised about, about, you know, what you're doing around housing. There is a federal debate also around housing. Obviously, it's the barbecue stopper. Wasn't that the language of John Howard in the past about other issues? I think housing is our barbecue stopper now. Do you think mm. negative gearing and capital gains tax should be up for discussion at a federal level? Well, I think the Commonwealth's ruled it out. Yeah, and but do you think I, they should be uh, open to a discussion, regardless well, of what of the they things, say? I, I think one of the things that undermines investment in housing is lack of policy certainty. And I think to the extent that we have policy certainty, that is actually a, a, an essential ingredient to drive investment. And we do need more investment in housing because we don't just need people building homes for the purposes of owning them. We also do need people building homes with the purposes of rent, um, making them available to the rental market. We're a shortage of both around the country at the moment. So I, I think the Commonwealth being, um, the federal government being definitive on their position, if nothing else, provides a degree of policy certainty and allows um, people to invest accordingly. So I think there's merit to that. But look, the, as I think most of your listeners will appreciate, it's more than one setting that will inform our capacity to increase housing supply in this country. And I think there've been a lot of people who have wanted to focus on a range of different policy ideas. The only ones that will make a difference are the ones that contribute to supply. We have a supply problem, which means that it goes to trades, it goes to land release, it goes to trunk infrastructure, particularly water infrastructure, which is a major challenge in my state and I know others. It goes to planning regulation. Um, and also it goes to state-based taxes like stamp duty. Um, in South Australia, we're pulling every one of those levers because there's a high degree of urgency here. I think we've seen a lack of action in the past of, mm. from governments of both political persuasions. And now is the time, I think, to act across the political spectrum to try and turn this course around because home ownership is, is still very much part of the way we, we grow wealth in this country. Very brief answer on this, Premier. Yesterday, the Prime Minister recommitted to the WAGST deal. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Well, the federal government's welcome to recommit themselves to the WAGST deal, just as long as they continue to commit themselves to the top-up to the other states, because anything short of that would amount to a federal government cutting our ability as state governments to mm. teach kids in schools and look after people in hospitals. And do you have a so guarantee? That, uh, we've got one into the immediate future. It was extended on the back of the last national cabinet, but let's be honest about it, um, when that extension... Um, comes around, then we'll have this debate all over again. And I just hope that if the federal government's going to keep sending Western Australia more money, they don't do it at the expense of other states as well. Premier, thanks for joining us. Cheers. South Australian Premier Peter Malinowskis. You're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.